it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Back to another episode from Easy Yoga, All Things, Wellbeing, Relationships and Yoga. And today I have a very special guest with me. Her name is Caroline and she specializes in metabolic health and disease prevention. And in addition to running a private nutrition practice, Caroline provides wellbeing workshops and programs for employees, families and school children. She's also a part-time lecturer on NCA's popular MSc in nutrition science and practice courses. Areas of speciality include weight loss, diabetes, metabolic health, gut health, and many more areas of nutrition. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, well, hello. It's lovely to be here. Lovely to meet you. Yeah, so, you too. So what kind of... What, nutrition. <laughs> yeah. What kind mm. of um, things or what made you get into this in the first place? Um, I had a few health issues of my own back in 2013. And um, that led me into looking at nutrition purely by chance, purely something a friend suggested to me. And um, I sort of went from there and studied to be a health coach. And then um, I did postgraduate studies to become a nutritional therapist. So now I'm a nutritionist and nutritional therapist. Wow. See people one-to-one, private consultations and run workshops and programs. So um, yeah, we love it. <laughs> and I'm the um, the head of all the content, um, the content lead at Vitaminology, the um, website where we, we have the uh, consulting platform for um, people to see a nutritional therapist and a huge array of vitamins for people to look at and get recommendations on. Wow. OK, because I've just got into because I've just gone vegan. Um, I've been a vegan about six weeks now, I think. And I was looking into it and then a lot of people were saying, right, well, you need this, 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 this. But we won't talk about veganism, I'm just saying, but <laughs> but most of the time, is it true like in, I don't know, depending on what your diet is, do you still need like a multivitamin or maybe vitamin D in the winter if you're in a colder country and don't get sun, things like that? Do you still, would you say you still need to get all of these vitamins within your diet or as a supplement? Well, I think we would always aim to get them through your food first. Yeah cannot replace a really good balanced diet with all the healthy things in it proteins and um, healthy fats and vegetables um but as you know unfortunately some of the soils are quite depleted now where we grow the vegetables um so for some people um some kind of multivitamin or various vitamins may be needed um vitamin d is the important one for winter if we have a really good summer, we might all be fine. So what we tend to say is if you can ask the GP for a vitamin D test around the autumn, then you might know better where your vitamin D level is at. That's clever. I never really realised that. Some of us, sorry, some of us run vitamin D by the end of the winter. We use it all up. So a summer 
is is quite useful for that in the winter yeah yeah definitely yeah because i wouldn't have a clue i didn't know you could just go to the gp and ask yeah yeah <laughs> they do do testing i mean they're a private test but they cost 20 something pounds with a finger prick a finger prick test um but quite often gps are quite happy um you know especially if you are thinking well i've changed my diet my diet's a little bit depleted didn't get a lot of sunshine this summer um my energy levels are not as they should be then the doctor might well say look yes let's get you a vitamin d test yeah, that's fair the enough. Yeah. Decide then, do you what kind of vitamin supplement you need from that? Um, as nutritional therapists, we can order those tests um, or recommend you go to the GP, and then we can help you sort of adjust how much vitamin D you take. Um, we can help with the different kinds of multivitamin um, supplements. Um, it's it's very personalised, really. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you help your clients? Like, are you with vitaminology? Is that your main thing? Or do you, well, obviously you, you have that, yes. but you also have, yeah, something else. Yeah. So I'm mainly with vitaminology. Um, and my, I have my areas um, in which I specialize for consultations. So um, as you already said in the introduction, metabolic health is my big thing. Um, and that embraces people with type two diabetes, which as you know, is a growing problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a huge problem. Um, I, I partly think we are today bombarded with an awful lot of different foods, aren't we? And it's very confusing. Um, lots of processed foods, lots of hidden sugars, which we might talk about a bit later. Um, so diabetes is a growing problem. So um, I see people one to one with that. But it also works um, when we do um, talks and workshops for groups. Um, and we sometimes do that in the um, employee for employees, you know, in the workplace um, that can help people to prevent diabetes, really, because people don't often know that they're going in that direction. Yeah. I also help people with a related area, which is weight loss, which mostly comes with diabetes. But but weight loss, as you know, is an issue for lots of people, even without diabetes. Um, and that works well one to one, depending on what a person wants. Some people really like being in a group situation for that, get help, support from other people. Um, but some people are quite private um, and we see them on a one to one basis as consult in private consultations. Um, the other area which is actually connected with metabolic health, but people don't always realise this, is brain health problems. So when you think about brain fog, cognitive decline, the neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, they are actually in many instances associated with blood sugar levels, which is the same as weight loss of diabetes. So it's connected. As nutritional therapists, we can look at what a person's eating, but then a little bit like you described, we can then say, well, actually, you may need this vitamin or this supplement. You might be low on magnesium, for example. You might be low on vitamin D. You might need some omega-3. Um, so that's a very personalised kind of service when people are in that situation. Um, my, my other area, and this is pure accident because I have three children and I used to run breastfeeding support groups, um, I see children and families, so I look at like family nutrition, how we can help the children but also benefit the parents, um, you know, children when they have behavioural issues, you know I'm going to say the magic word again, sugar is often <laughs> there in the background. Um, so 
so that's a, that's a one-to-one -one service that we do through our consultations that we offer through the website, but there are also um, programs that can be run for people just to support healthier eating for the whole family. Yeah. That's like a workshop kind of thing that we also offer there. Um, I personally also like to support people doing keto, keto diets, which I know you've gone vegan, you can do vegan keto even, um, and fasting regimes, because as you know, there's lots of talk about intermittent fasting, but really, um, as much as I think it's really helpful, we need to be really careful, because for some people, the fasting might be too stressful for their body, it might tell their metabolism to slow down. So it's one of those tricky things that we like to look at what people are actually doing and guide them in a way as nutritional therapists into doing it in the right way, if that makes sense. Um, and those areas, keto and fasting, are often connected with athletic performance. So when we see people individually or in the workplace, Quite often there are people who want to sustain their football at the weekend or their hiking and we help them to sort of find their way through that whole, the buzzwords really of keto and fasting so that they, they have a little bit of direction. So yeah, I think you can see one of my, one of my passions is really how do we stay healthy as we get into middle age and beyond? Because I don't know about you, but I didn't think about it in my 20s. Nope. <laughs> Ready meals. Um, but really, uh, I'm in my 50s and a lot of the health problems start to hit as you get towards the late 40s into the 50s. And it's quite important to say, right, now's the time to take stock. What am I eating? What am I doing in my life? Have I built up deficiencies? Uh, and we can test for deficiencies in nutritional therapy. Or, you know, is it that there are certain vitamins that you're not getting um, that could be useful? You did mention vegan diets, Gemma, and you probably know that I am quite a fan of uh, vitamin B12 uh, for some people on vegan diets and even vegetarian diets. So that's one of the things we on the website with all our vitamins, we try to direct people as to what kind of B12, but in our consultations and programs, we can try and help people um, to see whether their diet might have enough B12 or might not. And as you know, it's not just about what you eat, it's also about how well you absorb it. So we look at digestion, as you might guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do look at digestion. And yeah. does actually, um, like a, the, the absorbing, does that, tailor with having a mouth keeping hydrated so having lots of water throughout mm -hmm. the day as well Do, is that a massive thing that you would teach right that is one of the factors because if you're dehydrated it's harder to produce the saliva in the mouth that starts breaking down the food and the the stomach acid that we really need the stomach acid disinfects anything coming in that we don't want, any germs, and it starts breaking down the food. So you're right, all the body's secretions and just the efficiency of our cells is going to affect um, how we absorb things, how we digest. So as you know, for some people, when they become dehydrated without even realizing it, then constipation becomes an issue. And that just doesn't make people feel well. It interferes with the gut health, which then has a knock-on effect onto how well you digest and absorb your food. So yeah, you're perfectly right there, having enough water um, and not too many caffeinated drinks that can actually make you lose water. And you know, I'm probably also going to say, and not too much alcohol either, because that <laughs> <laughs> you probably could have guessed that one. <laughs> 
definitely. And with the digestion then, um, like when, when you've got a bad tummy or you've got diarrhea, then people will say to you have, I can't remember what they are, like the live bacteria, little yogurty. Oh, the probiotics. Yes. Yeah. Would you say that's a good thing to have every day or would you just have that as, as like, yeah, if, if you have got a gut imbalance? Yeah, now that's interesting because in nutritional therapy consultations, we can check what's going on with your gut bacteria. You know, whether you've got more of the good ones or the bad ones or which kinds, because you know the good ones can keep the bad ones out. Yeah. So um, the problem is if you take a big dose of probiotics and you don't need it, it could cause more gas and bloating. Um, but for most people, a sort of a very small dose every so often or you know or regularly um can keep everything healthy okay i normally recommend people go for fairly simple kinds of products um supplement products of probiotics but it's important not to overdo it because um you know without without having um looked carefully at what you're eating and what your symptoms are and I don't know whether you're going to ask this, but this is what we actually do in our one-to-one -one nutritional therapy consultations. We get a full history of the person's health. Um, we ask them questions all about the digestion, um, about symptoms like, do they get any bloating after meals? Do they get bloating in the upper abdomen or the lower abdomen? What are their bowel habits like? Yeah, we're always talking about that. Um, and so um, we can get a bit of a picture about what's going on for people. But as you know, some people know already what's going on with their, with their stomach. And yeah, um, there are people who take probiotics, um, what we call prophylactically, uh, as a prevention when they go on holiday, because they're going to be uh, exposed to bugs they're not used to. And therefore, a nice, simple probiotic product can sometimes help them get through. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, actually. Yeah, when you go abroad eating or drinking the ice that sometimes can affect you and yeah other different things uh, especially if yeah. salad's not washed or something like that yeah yeah that's yeah. really well hopefully you're on holiday and you relax yeah. So. <laughs> yeah that's important as well we're forever telling our clients and our people to to relax when you eat because you'll digest better yeah yeah well i know that's what you're involved in with yoga um yeah. <laughs> isn't it Welcome, dear one, to paradise. We are collective seeking paradise. It is a feeling, not a place. And we believe that we hold all wisdom for healing. We share our experiences throughout our journeys, as well as gain tools and support to flow through life's highs and lows. We are here on a sole mission to guide each other through the process of finding the path to paradise. Now we have incredible news for you. In spring 2022, we are expanding our services to include our own app called Paradise Movement. And we want to offer you exclusive access. This will include to have our virtual sanctuary as you know it, Paradise Movement. However, with the launch of our new app, there will no longer be a third party platform. We will just be a click away. This is a really easy to use app with lots of healing tools, e-programs and courses and lots and lots of healers which will help you on your path. I am one of these healers. So come over to this amazing app. It is incredible. Go to www 
Paradise Movement, mvmnt.com, for you to sign up and include yourself in this lifetime access for our full online sanctuary and for you to be healed. And with like with the gut health, um, we in our house have Greek yogurt or the normal like adult yogurts. We've got two children and we've never had those, I don't know, like the children's yogurts. We've never had them because they're full of sugar and I don't like them at all for anything. And they're at that, especially when you go to the supermarket, they're at that child level height. So obviously that's a good marketing thing. But my children much prefer Greek yogurt with honey or a bit of jam or something like that. But yeah, I know most of the other people, they will always use that. But then you can then, I don't know, it's really bad for children because you're going to get a spike or they're just going to, well, like sugar. With the sugar. Yeah. 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 And the, the sugar does, as you know, it does affect children's behaviour. They get this blood sugar spike. The insulin gets rid of the blood, the sugar and the children crash and then you know they the behavior is bad they're irritable and they want more food and it is a bit of a disaster but if you can have proper yogurt i would always recommend full fat plain yogurt no sugar none of the reduced fat nonsense that that's soluble vitamins live yogurt if you can as long as you don't have a new compromised person in the household um live yogurt with the bacteria so um you know some of those normal sort of especially the organic brands sometimes have the bacteria all of those those kinds of products are actually as long as you tolerate the milk they're good for the gut microbiome so they tend to have all those lactobacillus and all those kind of probiotics that keep us healthy one of the things that fascinates me about this is that if you think about other cultures and cultures throughout the ages lots of different places have yogurt as a really important feature and i'm thinking of greece i'm thinking yes. of, i'm thinking of scandinavia um, so traditional peoples have always had some kind of yogurt or yogurt drink so yeah we can learn from that can't we definitely and with different people would you well obviously everybody is different so uh, would you say stick to three meals a day like breakfast lunch and dinner or would you say breakfast lunch dinner have a snack mid-morning mid-afternoon or just go with what your body feels yeah, I think ideally we would all go with what our body feels. But some of us over the years have messed up our metabolisms in various ways, processed food, people yo-yo dieting, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so some of us don't always recognize true hunger and we're bored or we just want some comfort or a reward and we go looking for food. So the ideal for many of us today is to say, right, I'm going to have three proper meals and I won't eat in between. If you can leave that gap in between the meals, the digestive system has time to rest. It actually does some housekeeping, actually sort of like, you know, almost sweeps house. Um, and also it means your body doesn't constantly have glucose coming in. So that means for anybody with any weight problems, they actually get a little chance to burn some body fat in those gaps. And we do it quite well at night, don't we? Because we go all night. <laughs> Um, and the longer that uh, the longer that sort of nighttime fast can be, the better. Um, as you know, breakfast is breaking the fast in the morning. So if we can stop eating a couple of hours before bedtime, at least 
to give the digestive tract the time to um, sort of regenerate overnight kind of thing, really. Um, but yeah, that is the ideal for most of us. It just gives the body time to um, get ready for the next lot of digestion, for the next food. <laughs> and what would you say good breakfast is? Because most people have cereal or toast. Is that good or not? Would you prefer something else? Yeah. Well, yeah, this is one of my pet topics, actually, because we've all been brought up with our cereal and our toast, and our fruit juice. And um, we have people who come to us and say, look, I eat really healthily. You know, I have my special cereal and my low fat milk and my fruit juice. And when we look at what they're eating, it's actually an awful lot of sugar in that meal. So it starts the day off with a huge rise in blood glucose. And then the insulin comes, takes it away. Surprise, surprise, they drop quite low in blood sugar by mid-morning and go looking for something else, like a muffin, or if it's children, they're at school and they're looking for, for a bun or you know, a cake or, or Mars bars or something. So the ideal breakfast would actually have some protein in it. So for some people, they are so accustomed to um, a cereal breakfast. That can be quite a hard prospect. I don't know what you think about that. But even porridge for some people, not for everybody, but for some people, even porridge raises the blood sugar. And we have people with type 2 diabetes and changing away from the porridge is the one change that gives them a breakthrough in their blood glucose control and their diabetes so we're talking you know we're talking savory foods and when you think about porridge cornflakes they're all actually they taste sweet even if we wouldn't class them as a sugary food porridge is something that's quite nice and comforting and it does have a certain sweetness i've had people who have baked beans at breakfast because of the sweetness um, you know in the sauce so if we can um, help people to find foods that have more protein in them at breakfast, and I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say this, and I know you've turned vegan, but eggs is one of the best things there. Um, for, for vegan people, we could look for um, the protein foods like quinoa, tofu, um, things based on nuts. Um, there are even, we were talking about yogurt earlier, which obviously isn't vegan, but there are coconut yogurts. I don't know if you've seen I that. love coconut yogurt. Yeah, I have that a lot. <laughs> oh, there we are. So we have the probiotics in there. And obviously look for the ones with the fewer additives and no, no sugar if you yeah. can. Um, but those ones, um, anything that's slightly more protein, um, anything with beans, I don't know whether you would fancy beans at breakfast, but for people who do eat, um, for vegetarians, we often say, you know, they can have eggs and then stir fry a few vegetables like mushrooms or peppers, spinach, onions, whatever you have time for, that you can chop up quickly, throw in a pan and use an oil like olive oil, avocado oil or coconut oil, just to make sure that the protein and then those really healthy fats fill you up. They won't give you a big blood glucose rise like the sugary cereal and they should keep you fuller for longer. Um, but they also tell your body, look, there's some really good nutrition coming in here so I can let the metabolism work properly. I don't need to store fat for a famine. That makes sense. So yeah, so breakfast for me, I wouldn't say, oh, it's the most important meal of the day. Because some people, as they as they adapt to less sugar, delay the breakfast more and more, and that's absolutely fine. If that's if that is intuitively what your body needs, that's fine. But for most of us, we do have to sort of make that switch to more protein. 
Yeah, yeah. And actually, in the mornings, I've always done this, and my children will as well. We have a smoothie. So my yes. smoothies consist of um, the the stems from the broccoli that we had the previous evening, because instead of chucking it away, you might as well use it. Uh, Lovely. Lovely. Um, what else did I put in this morning? Uh, almond butter, chia seeds. Oh black seeds, loads of different things, because then I know that one shake will fill me up till lunchtime. But it's trying to get everybody else to do the same and not my family. But yeah, just in general, don't go for the low fat, I don't know, cereals that say, Oh, I'm low fat, you can you can lose weight with me. It's just yes. that's just a massive yes. marketing thing. It's horrible. It bumps yes. the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And remember, children will listen to that marketing and, you know, it's, it's become a habit for us all, hasn't it, as children? Yeah. But that's fantastic. What you just described there has, is, a, is a smoothie with some good little bits of protein and healthy fat. So all those seeds, chia seed, flax seed, fantastic fats in there um, and some protein, almond butter, any of the, any of the nut butters, um, even peanut butter. You know, if that's all people have, not almond or cashew, they're all great. All the all the nut butters, especially for vegans. Um, a good peanut butter one, though, not a cheapy old one that has loads. Ah, of right. Yes. <laughs> so we get to the other pet topic of labels. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. It's really very difficult because when you're there trying to buy a peanut butter, you really do have to read it, don't you? Because some of them are 100% peanuts. And the others have got sugar and then they've got oil in them. And I'm thinking, why do, why do we need sugar in it? Why do we need oil in it? Were the peanuts so bad that they needed to <laughs> somehow? Okay. So um, I think it's difficult because if you're in the supermarket with children bothering you or you don't have much time or for older people, they don't have their glasses. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's really difficult. But, but I would always say once you find a good nut butter, You've read the label then and you know, and you know what to buy. You only have to do that once. Um, I like the way that you put greenery in your smoothie. You put the broccoli in there. Um, I particularly like the way you said it's cooked broccoli. Do you know why? No. Oh, well, it's actually better for the thyroid gland to oh. have green vegetables cooked. So I would always be careful and lots of vegan recipes have this in with a smoothie. Vegan and non-vegan recipes have raw spinach. We want to limit the amount of raw spinach because it has those what we call goitrogens that are not that great for the um, thyroid. They also have the oxalates that can cause kidney stones and other problems. So the, so the only thing to remember out of that is, yes, have cooked vegetables if they're green like broccoli or yeah, I never knew that thank you right yeah that is so yeah it's great that you said it was the leftover and that's always great cook a bit of extra broccoli or whatever and then put it into this um for the children I would say if you added berries and um, frozen berries in the freezer it might make the smoothie nicer yeah. I would also and I don't know what you'll think about this you could also put a little bit of cocoa not not hot chocolate that's got sugar in it but cocoa. yes well yeah we do that because uh we have a hundred percent dark chocolate in our house oh, so just chuck in yeah. a couple of bits in there waz it up yeah they love it ah and yeah. do they blend in well with the yeah dark? they do yeah yeah my sister-in-law is um she works for chocolatier so she gets oh. loads of stuff <laughs> so we get the like buttons 100 percent dark brazilian or yeah one of those buttons yeah, that's so they break up really quite easily yeah 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 no that is a really good way of making it 
nicer and also because it's really important for you to have something that you enjoy and that maybe is different not each day but you know so you don't get fed up of it yeah because and this is what we always do with people we say to them whether it's in a group setting or it's one-to-one we always say look we've given you a few facts here we've given we've talked about different foods which of these foods could you put together that would suit you so when somebody says to me, oh, well, I'll just have two boiled eggs every day, I'm thinking, A, that might not fill you up enough, but B, you'll be bored <laughs> after three days. Well, so, I'll have to uh, cook another boiled egg. <laughs> I know. So I think having that mixture that you were talking about, you could one day have some some raspberries and another day have um, some frozen blueberries and another day have cocoa. Some people fill out that kind of smoothie with some avocado because it sort of creams up in it. Um, you don't always need avocado and, and a nut butter, though. <laughs> you might not need both. Healthy fats, yeah. Yeah, but how, as you said, though, it's these healthy fats and these proteins that keep you going all morning. Because sometimes people will come to me, especially after a class, and I am, I'm not qualified in nutrition at all, but I have quite a, I don't know, I, I like the... Yeah, you seem to have an extensive knowledge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and some people will say, oh, well... I can't have healthy fats because or I can't have an avocado because that's going to be too much fat and I'm trying yes. to lose weight. And it's like, well, no, you're trying to have good fats. You don't want, I don't know, a meat with like lamb that has a lot of fat in it. That's the bad fat you want. Well, it's not even bad. It's saturated yeah. fats and non-saturated fats. Shall I? Yes, it's really interesting though because you're, you're right there. The the fat that we should avoid is the very processed fats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sort of things that they fry the, I won't say the brand name, but the sort of thing they fry fast food chips in. Yes. That's the kind of fat to avoid. So even, you know, rapeseed, um, anything called vegetable oil, even sunflower oil, we have to be very careful. They're very high in omega-6. And as you know, we, we need to have those more sort of, those omega-3 oils and too much of the omega-6 and especially in a vegetarian or vegan diet if you're getting the nut butters you're getting omega-6 oils already yes. so it's a good idea to watch the oils and go for avocado oil coconut oil olive oil for meat eaters the fat on the lamb is absolutely fine it's a very stable kind of fat so it's those sort of i think let's just say fast fff fast food frying <laughs> <laughs> avoid yeah avoid those kinds of things and you're right I have people who say I can't eat avocado it's full of calories um but actually avocado being full of that really healthy kind of fat keeps you full and the important thing and this is a really important point that that kind of these fats do not raise your blood glucose that high so if you have the choice between an avocado and a banana you know that the banana is going to raise the blood glucose because it's so sugary. Now, for children, a little bit of banana in the smoothie is going to be absolutely fine and help them to eat it. They, they burn off that energy a lot quicker than we do. But so when somebody says about avocado, it isn't so much how many calories that has in it, how much fat that it has in it. It is what effect does that have on my body? And we know, and I've got little graphs that I show people in the groups and and in one-to-one sessions, I can show them that an avocado doesn't give you that big blood glucose spike. So so if you get the big blood glucose spike, you end up needing a lot of insulin. And the important thing about insulin is 
it's the storage hormone. It pushes all that excess sugar into storage for later. And you know where that gets stored, it gets stored as fat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so really, with, with all these things, olives, olives are another good one, aren't they, that have the really nice natural fats. Um, I, I quite like these things. We've got avocado, olives, and coconut products. All of those have healthy fats and um, they are really good for blood glucose. So it's not about those calories, it's about what it does to the body. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Oh, thank you, it's been amazing. I've learned so much, <laughs> as always. Oh. Where can we find you? What's your website or social platforms? So it's vitaminology.co, so big long word.co, vitaminology.co. Um, we have a huge range of vitamins on there. Um, we're gonna have them all eventually. There'll be some that are endorsed by us as nutritional therapists. Uh, we've got 17 of us, 17 registered nutritional therapists there that you can book a consultation with. It's meant to make it accessible so people can just go, right, okay, I'm going to book there. We all specialise in different things, different parts of the body or different, um, you know, different uh, conditions. And um, yeah, you can book through that. There's information on the website, um, lots of articles, and it's sort of a one-stop shop, really your nutrition perfect thank you oh it's been amazing oh. thank you so much oh lovely to meet you yeah you too thank you yeah. we'll definitely catch up soon again yeah speak to you again yeah when you've got a topic thank you bye Oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much and I will see you very soon. Music